Hang on. Sorry. I just wanted to ask you, yeah. do you hear the drill no. on my end? No. No? Okay. Because my windows are open. Oh. And someone's like cutting steel or something. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I wonder if I should just go close the window. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. If, it, if it's in your ear, yep. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Sorry. He was blow. <laughs> He was blowing leaves. Oh. He wasn't cutting okay. steel. I was overdramatic. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No, I'm kidding. We're both so overdramatic. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 47. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and today we are talking about the disciplined homemaker. Last year, when we first started speaking about homemaking, we referenced the incomparable Mrs. Beaton, who likened the role of a homemaker to a general directing an army. So what does this look like? How can all the defining attributes of a strong leader be applied to our roles as homemakers? We'll explore this and more on this week's show. But first, do you know how much Michelle and I enjoy bringing this podcast to you every week? It truly is a labor of love. This podcast takes a lot of work, but we are thrilled to be able to offer it to you at no cost. All we ask is that if you enjoy this podcast, that you take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or if you prefer, please leave us a comment sharing with us what you love about today's show, and we will share it on a future episode. I was reminiscing on our iTunes page the other day and thought we should share some of our earliest reviews from before we even added the shout out segment to our show. So this week's shout out goes way back to Tim's Radios, who left us a review on Apple Podcasts and said, quote, I always thought, wouldn't it be great to have a friend come over and encourage me on when I felt stuck in the upkeep of my house? Ta-da, there they are. Thanks for the push I needed. End quote. Thank you so much, Tim's Radio, for your comment. We so appreciate your support right from the very beginning. Can I just say hi to Tim's Radio, which is actually my friend Melody. Oh, <laughs> hi, Melody. <yes. laughs> yeah. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. I think we can all agree that the very first etiquette tip that we all learned from our parents was to say please and thank you. And this very tip is the foundation of all etiquette tips, and it's what I want to talk to you about today. The origins of the word please aren't as clear, but in most languages, the basic concept is a phrase that means something along the lines of, you aren't obligated to do this, but pass the salt. <laughs> it's just a lot clearer just saying the word please instead of that mouthful. Um, it's more in line with the simple request that's being asked, right? So please. Now, the history of the words thank you, that's far more interesting. The English origin of thank is the word think. And so thank you means I will continue to think about what you did for me. That's again, the longer version of that. Now this becomes even more 
serious when you hear it in other languages like Portuguese. So now, Michelle, maybe you can help me out with the Portuguese here. But I think it's obrigato, <laughs> which means I am in your debt. Um, and now it gets even more serious in French, which merci, which we, you know, we're a Canadian country. We say that all the time. That actually conveys the message of have mercy on me. <laughs> You're oh. saying thank you, right? So they, somebody does something for you, and so have mercy on me is is the thank you response. So, which is different than Darien in French. But anyways, this idea of saying please and thank you before every request and following every action um, is mostly a Western thing. So we really shouldn't be offended if other cultures don't use this as often as we do. But I'm here to challenge you as fellow adults to make sure you're still saying please and thank you. And I think we're really good at doing that with people we interact with in public, but are we saying it enough with our children? And what about to our own spouses? Minding your P's and Q's never goes out of style. Now, actually, the origins of that saying, mind your P's and Q's, is a very interesting lesson, but we'll deal with that another day. Oh, cliffhanger tip mm. of the week. Ooh, mm-hmm. never had one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> I I would also like to add on to this challenge of, you know, expanding your repertoire and using some of those foreign uh, translations Ooh. in your everyday speak and see what happens right. to that person. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's your change. Have mercy on me. <laughs> That's awesome. I just, if you're going to do that, please film it and send it to us. We'd love to see what happens. <laughs> The art of homemaking is as old as time, but, you know, we've talked often before that these days, nowadays, we struggle with that whole idea of, oh, we're just a homemaker. Um, That wasn't always the case, and things have changed, right, Lindsay? That's right. You and I were starting out the week talking about um, Jocko Willink. We'll talk about him in a little bit. And so we were both kind of listening to him a lot at the same time. But this other idea kind of popped into my head as I was listening to him. So just briefly, Jocko, um, he used to train Navy SEALs. He He was a Navy SEAL, and then he trained them for many, many years. And as you and I were figuring this out, we realized we kind of need to take his training for Navy SEALs and kind of disseminate it into the laundry rooms, right? <laughs> to all of us women yes. standing at the kitchen sink. We're like, this is really good information, but we need to be able to take it into our homes. And I think that what maybe where this problem came from over the last couple of generations about not having the respect for the homemaker. And let me clear up again here. When we say homemaker on this podcast, we mean any of you with a home, whether you work mm-hmm. outside the home or not, if you have a home, you have the responsibility to make that home for yourself, for just you and your spouse, for your grandchildren, for your kids. So when you're a homemaker, we think that perhaps this hasn't gotten the respect it deserves because we kind of dropped the ball on it. We aren't really seeing it for the potential that it is and our leadership role in that. And, you know, dare I say it's time we maybe upped our homemaking game and perhaps it's time Mm -hmm. we treated this role with the same discipline, fortitude, exactness, giving it the same pride that comes when we give any other task the attention that it deserves. So, Michelle, do you think maybe we just haven't been giving it our all when it comes to homemaking? Mm, that's a really interesting point. And, and I think it has some has a lot of merit because if you think about it, all of those uh, all of those roles and jobs in the community that we would look to for examples of leadership and discipline or um, and that we respect for that, 
they seem to have a a focus of purpose that maybe we've kind of lost in homemaking. And it's easy to do that in homemaking because it is constant and redundant, like repetitive and redundant, right? Um, In a way that a lot of other things and and careers and even in the military uh, to a certain extent is not. Like you still have off time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in homemaking, your home is is constant. And, you know, it's, I think it takes a little bit of thought to sit down and kind of piece together what it is exactly you're working towards to focus on and to be disciplined about. I think too, that we just see ourselves as a moving cog in the wheel of our home. Like we're just a part of it. And I think Mm. that when we actually see our role as a leadership position, it changes everything. And you know what? I'll say right from the start that I happen to believe that Jason, my husband has the final say in our home. You know, I trust, I love and respect my husband enough to defer to him. Now it wasn't always this way, and this is not the episode for that, but I have no problem answering questions about that. Um, but Jason and I have really grown into those roles over the last couple of years. Um, let me say almost eight years and life has gotten really, really good. (laughs) So again, that's a whole other discussion, but let me also just say then when it comes to leadership, we are co-leaders and I am the one home the bulk of the day. And I am 100% confident in my abilities to make an on the spot decision, whether it's big or small, because A, I know Jason has my back. B, we are working towards the same goals. And C, we have the same core value system. But I understand my own strengths. And so this is where, like you're saying, with military um, leaders or, or CEOs, we can take their practices of how they run and, and organize their, their businesses and their teams. And we can temper it with love, with the love that only a woman mm. and a mother can give. I love that. And you know, if you try looking for that kind of motivation too. So what you're saying is we had to listen to these uh, military podcasts and say, now how would that look like in my kitchen (laughs) at the dinner hour? You know, and and you can do that. And we have done that. Uh And we feel so um, amped up when we do. Uh, But the other weekend, I was staring down some chores on the weekend and I was not feeling it. So I tried looking for motivational podcasts about housekeeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just not there. I, I couldn't find any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually wondered too, so this is kind of a, a side note, but I was wondering, is it because um, so much of homemaking is visual, mm-hmm. right? Like it's hard, it's hard to verbally or audibly describe and motivate. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Daily Connoisseur, um, but she's mostly on YouTube yeah. with her content. And uh, Clean Mama is one that we both follow on Instagram, but she's mostly there right. with her stuff. And so if we are just um, looking for the words to get us motivated and get us moving, um, it's kind of uh, this void when it comes to the role of homemaker specifically. You're absolutely right. And I actually think beyond that, because I asked our, our followers on Facebook to list some of the best female motivators that they know of. And, um, you know, a few people tagged their actual friends, which was lovely. Um, Mm -hmm. But there wasn't an overwhelming response all of a sudden of all of these great women to listen to. And there is Mm -hmm. a great list of men, especially this is growing right now, where Mm -hmm. men are really wanting to look to somebody to that say to them, get up 
get ready, take care of your family, get your workout done, get your job done, excel in your career. Like they want that kick in the pants, but you and I both want that kick in the pants Mm -hmm. too. And I know we're not alone in that, right? We kind of Mm -hmm. are over the Instagram story of you're doing good enough mama with the thumbs up. Like, okay, yeah, we get that. But you and I like want Mm -hmm. the actual kick in the pants too, to go, okay, mama, you can also get up at this time and do this and this and this you and I have always been consistent in saying that this isn't always possible in every season of our life. But right now, the season of our lives that you and I are both in, we can up our game. And this is what we're saying is then where do you turn for that motivation? So we have turned to Jocko Willink for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to take his information and we will share it with you. Now, he noticed after te- training team after team after team of Navy SEALs, and this isn't just regular training. He was te- like training them to go in to do some of the most intensive, excruciating, and deadly work in the world. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? The teams, the guys are the same. I say guys. Of course, there's a few women too. But mm-hmm. he said the guys are pretty much the same. They all have the same approach to it. They have the same personalities. You know, it's a very select group of people that sign up to do that kind of job. What differed was the leader that came with each of those teens that he was training and how trainable Mm -hmm. the leader was. And then the natural characteristics each leader had. People who do slip into leadership roles do tend to have certain characteristics. We know that to be true. Now, Jocko was asked, is there any have you encountered many people that just can't be trained that cannot become good leaders? And he said, it's very rare for the most part. You can take almost anybody and help them become a better leader. Now, this last point is, is that the, the seal teams themselves are pretty much the same. The leaders are all different. Well, this is where I looked at our life and I'm like, kids are kids are kids. Like kids have been the same Mm -hmm. since, you know, the earliest days. And what is different is me. It's you. It's the leaders. It's the family. And so we are actually the ones who have this power to make our families extraordinary and to do these amazing things. I love all of those points. I find him very motivating. And I just found Jocko Willink too. And what you said about that he said about Mm -hmm. that usually any, almost everyone can be trained up in this. I feel like I'm current living proof of this. Like (laughs) you, you've affirmed my assessment of myself before, (laughs) but you know, I'm not the same person I was even a year ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And certainly not five years ago. Like I've come such a long way and I was very happy. I'm very grateful for all the voices that are out there right now telling me that it's okay. And like our, our episode last week saying like, sometimes it's okay to not be okay or to have down days or to have slumps or you're doing the best you can. Um, But it's this idea of personal responsibility, wanting to better yourself. If you are uh, looking to become a leader or if you're looking to better yourself, you're naturally going to start seeking out and grasping for the people who are going to push you, who aren't going to be happy just to let you sit there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really where I find myself right now too. And I'm hungry for it. And there will probably be times um, where I slip back and I just need to take a break or I need to put the brakes on it for a pause. But, you know, in this constant search for bettering ourselves, we have to keep moving forward and we're looking for that motivation to get there. You know what? I'm a firm believer in getting done what you can get done. And Mm-hmm. we've talked about this so much. This really does vary on different days, different weeks. And like we've been saying different seasons in your life. 
Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because throughout my entire married life, and even since before I was married when I was dating Jason, we've never had a set schedule, right? So right now we've got the policing schedule. But before that, Jason worked in social work. He commuted two hours one way to work every day. And in social work, he had varied hours. He had a second job on his days off. I always worked retail. Like we've never had a set schedule. And so I really have always lived by, and this is another American military um, slogan, but it's adapt and overcome. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Mm, Adapt and overcome. And I didn't realize that that's how I approach life until I heard that slogan. I'm like, yes, I am a Navy SEAL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This confirms it. It This confirms everything. That's all I needed to do was just accept that (laughs) motto in my life. Um, But you know what? We've never been rooted in routine. So I can sit here and say all of this because I think it does come naturally to me that I just can go, yep. Okay. Today was that, that's what happened. It's done. It's bedtime. We're going to move on. And how many times Michelle, have we talked about Mondays or like the first of the month or like even Fridays, like we make, (laughs) we love making anything a new beginning. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But that's within our power to do tomorrow can be the day you try again. This is going to, we're going to go into a little bit of the difference with willpower and discipline. So I think what Mm -hmm. I'm saying is that I'm really good at willpower versus discipline. (laughs) Yes. The difference is, do you remember, you know, the difference? Yeah. So actually this is still Jocko Willink. We're still on this. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) uh, he just, he was just featured on a PragerU video where he talked about um, this whole discipline is the key to freedom And he says in that video, and I really kind of held on to this, that motivation and willpower are more of an emotion, Mm. whereas discipline is all on you and your effort. And that's why that motivation can be so fleeting. You can have it one day and the next day you like don't even want to get out of bed, right, to do your workout or whatever. Whereas discipline is something that you do in spite of your emotions, And so that's what's going to stick. And he has this whole little montage there where he's like, motivation isn't going to get you healthier. Discipline will. Motivation won't keep you up late to finish a project until it's done. Discipline will. And when it was put in that perspective, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true that I never defined them before, but language makes all the difference. And there you have it right in the definition again. It's so true. And this is where I think like maybe you and I are really good at the willpower thing (laughs) where we have great ideas (laughs) and we jump on board. Like, yeah. So like willpower can come, you know, sometimes out of nowhere and it's a really strong sensation that you're going to change everything. And then like you were saying, discipline, discipline is measured out. It's calculated. There's a good plan for it. Um, Melissa Hartwig, who I often quote as well, who created the whole 30. She's also an author of Mm -hmm. other great books about nutrition and breaking addiction. She also talked often about willpower and she's like, we all have a willpower bank within us. And we pretty much hit 90% of using all of that willpower by mid morning. She's like, but if you look at all of the decisions mm. you already have to make, especially a busy mom, if if it's like, do I get up or do I sleep in 10 more minutes? Do I shower? Do I not shower? Do I use dry shampoo? Do I wear makeup? Like all of these things, these are little things that she said erode our willpower by mid morning. And if you're trying to like stick to any kind of healthy eating plan or anything else, any kind of plan to change your life, you're done. If it's just willpower, you've already fought the battle and you're done by mid morning. Mm. And so, so that is where discipline comes in. Yeah. And it it's that whole thing when you wake up in the morning and you've lost steam or you don't feel up to it. Right. Yeah. And 
what do you do? Well, Jocko says, we're on first name basis now. It's halfway through the episode for a first name. Yeah. Um, he says, you just need to go through the motions. And I heard that. And then I thought, but, you know, to be able to go through the motions, you already need to have established motions <laughs> to just go through. And so what you were saying, too, about making like all these little decisions, mm-hmm. if you have a, a disciplined routine, you eliminate all of that, yeah. right? So like, for example, my morning routine is literally the same thing with my kids every weekday morning. And I have leaned on that so many times to get us to school on time yeah. <laughs> on days that I was upset or that I was lacking sleep or I was distracted or just grumpy in a bad mood. Um, you know, but we worked on getting that routine down pat and we rarely, if ever on a weekday, deviate Um Sometimes we do because on there are good days and I want to be a fun mom. So I'll shake things up a little bit. <laughs> like I'll add raisins to the porridge or something. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, the discipline ensures that we are all up and dressed and fed and tidy and that the house is relatively tidy and that we're out the door by a specific time every day, rain or shine. And when I've dropped them off and I can look back and see what I've already accomplished with very little mental energy at this point anymore... I feel so good. And then I am off to go do the rest of the morning. And that's the freedom yeah. he was talking about, right? That discipline that's equals right. freedom. And so you're freeing up your brain from all of those other stressors from not being organized. And our friend Jocko also says that you need to set yourself up for success, right? And this this seems like a no-brainer, but yep, I fail at this all the time. So he's like, if you're going to get up and do your workout, he's a big kettlebell fan. So I first started following him mm-hmm. probably over a year ago um, with kettlebell stuff. And so he makes sure his workout clothes are ready to go. His kettlebell and mat are already open and ready to go downstairs. Like have your things ready to go because if you're just going to get up and you have to do all that, mm, very few of us will actually mm. go ahead and do that. <laughs> but if everything's already organized and you've set yourself up for success, you increase the likelihood of you doing it a lot more even to the point this sounds so silly but if I program our coffee maker to go at 5 a.m I'll actually get up and go down at 5 a.m because I don't want Mm. two hour old coffee when I go down at seven so if I set it for seven I get up at seven if I set the coffee for five I go down at five yeah have I run down sometimes at five and turned it off so that it doesn't go on yeah I have I've done that too But but you're up. That's the important part of that story. But then I curl (laughs) back into bed. Yeah. um, Uh, Yeah. But we try. This is what we're saying. Listen, we're just like you guys. We're not (laughs) at Jocko's level yet. But this is where we need somebody to tell us that you can do this. And that when you take the leadership in your own life and in your own home, um, it can have positive impacts on the rest of your family, just like it does in the military or in a workplace when it impacts the entire team. You are the team leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of going back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about like it's hard sometimes to have the focus of purpose mm-hmm. in homemaking and in our homes. Um, sometimes I think that in order to set yourself up for success, you really do need to kind of sit down, you know, not for a long time, but to consider what is your aim here? Like, what is your goal? And and so then you can come up with the steps to achieve it because when something is rooted in logic and reasoning, it's kind of easier to stick to mm-hmm. as opposed to something more vague. So, you know, like even something so simple as the fact um, of what I do serve every morning for breakfast, which is hot 
oatmeal, right? That actually came from my papa, Mm -hmm. my grandfather on my mother's side. My mom would tell me about how my papa would always reinforce this idea that discipline is critically important, Mm -hmm. that we will pass it on to our kids for sure. Um, So this man, my papa, according to my mom, would make the same thing for breakfast for his kids every morning, hot oatmeal. You know what I had every morning for breakfast when I was growing Mm -hmm. up? hot oatmeal. And now that's what my kids have every morning as well. Um, But it's founded on something very rational. And it makes a lot of good sense. Like a solid bowl of hot oatmeal is warm. It's filling for little tummies before school. It's quick. It's (laughs) economical to make and to purchase. And when you put it like that, it's like, well, yeah, why? It's so simple. Why wouldn't I stick to this? And it makes the act of um, getting into a routine and a habit and making it a discipline so much easier to do. My kids have sprinkles on Eggo waffles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we don't have oatmeal on weekends. Okay. We have like Fruit Loops and pancakes and like whatever uh-huh, uh-huh, else uh-huh. because we don't have to get out the door. Yes, of course. No, it makes sense. And that's what we're saying is these little daily. So it's just oatmeal, right? It's just oatmeal. But what the oatmeal is, is it's a plan. It's a carved out time in your day where you know that that's what that is. And if we structure our day like that, it's not restrictive. It's incredibly freeing. And so just like what you're saying with it being, you know, your grandfather, if I look back to how my grandparents ran their house and everybody can ask the same thing, you know, think back to their family members, both the women and the men were both far more disciplined than we are now. This isn't a man thing. Mm -hmm. This is the women were just as disciplined in running those houses. They had way more work than we did to do. And, and people can argue with me about that if they want, they did 78 hours of housework a week because they didn't have the time saving measures that we have. You had to be disciplined. You had to iron. Michelle, did Mm -hmm. you know that they had to iron every little thing? They didn't iron sheets because they thought it was fun. Nothing had like the stretchy lycra or material, the synthetic fibers that our stuff has now. So you had to iron underwear. You had to iron the placemats and napkins at every meal. Every meal they used those oh. things because they didn't have, we were going to throw wow. out disposable napkins and paper towels like we use. And so if you didn't get your work done, the house fell apart. And so again, we've been kind of spoiled with our houses still running in a state of disarray. But if we were to really step back and take back that leadership and step into a more disciplined way of homemaking, it actually makes everything just run so much better once we get used to it, once we get back into that habit. Right. And it's so neat too, like you were saying earlier that, you know, we need to be adapt, adapt. And what was it again? Adapt and oh, and overcome. I love both words, right? Adapt and overcome. Oh my gosh, both are awesome. I'm going to hang that in my house. (laughs) And it's the adapt part that should... Uh, make it not so scary for mm-hmm. us, right? It's it's this acknowledgement that we'll have to keep trying things out all the yep. time, uh, especially as homemakers. Life changes all the time, and we have to be adaptable too in our roles as homemakers. You know, I didn't have this morning routine when Joanna was born, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, at that point, the routine was different. I think the point is that we can't ever stop thinking for our family. You know, where are we at now? What are the needs of our family and the people in it? And how are we going to get there? And then set it up, try it out, and just do it. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So, Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? 
It's been another boring week here at the Murray House, but um, I have to say we finally bought... Yo, Lindsay, what, Lindsay, what? I'm really happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish, oh. but Kanye had one of the best <laughs> album releases this weekend of all time. Of all time. <laughs> okay, Kanye. sorry. Okay, okay. okay. Did we just get a sneak peek at what you're loving this week? Um, I'm, I'm not going oh. to divulge. Oh this gosh. is your turn, Lindsay. Okay, well, mine, Continue, please. Mine is so extra boring now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm loving my new rug. Um, that's what <laughs> I love your rug Thanks. too. Though. Okay, yeah. so just remember how we were talking about our episode about like home decorating and just like important decisions when it comes to your house. I just want to yes. say, like, Jason and I were waiting forever to find the uh, right area rug for our living room, and it really was important because it changed the whole look of the back of the house. Anyways, my point here is that don't settle. Like we ended up finding one for half the price of the ones we wanted to get, but we went 50 Mm -hmm. times, 50 times to our local home sense in Canada stores. We have five of them within about a 20 minute radius radius. And we went to um, all of them all the time, multiple times a week. And we'd run right back to the rug section and check and then leave. And then we checked out other rugs or anyways, finally, Michelle, we went in and I opened up, I, I left him in the car with the kids because they were all exhausted. And I, and I heard like that ah sound as I saw the perfect rug. And then I was like, he's going to hate it because it's quite pink. And I ran up to the car mm-hmm. and I said, Jason, I found it, but you're going to hate it. And so he went in and looked and he was in there forever. And so finally I unbuckled all the kids, brought them into HomeSense. And where was he? He was at the cash with the rug, the huge eight by 10 rug rolled over his shoulder, paying for it. And I was like, oh my Jason, gosh. you liked it. It's quite picky. He goes, yeah, it's the one. And this is just where we have really over the years, because a lot of people ask me how Jason and I make these decisions together. And I just have to say over mm-hmm. the years, we've really honed our, our styles together. We know what the other person would like. We can also pull each other back. We're making really stupid style decisions, which ha- uh, happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. And anyways, it was just made me so happy. So just if you're looking for the the right item for your house keep looking don't settle for what you don't love and it might take a while but just you know the right pieces make all the difference mm-hmm. so let me guess <laughs> let me know <laughs> okay you share with us what you've been loving and i if it's what i think it is you are so not alone in this Okay, yes. So it is Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King, um, that he released this weekend. And I think I've listened to it like upwards almost 20 times because it's actually a short album, Mm -hmm. right? And it's, uh, I I can't get over it. Like it's catchy and there's truth bombs Mm -hmm. all throughout it. Um, One thing I love most about it is that it is just a Kanye West album. Like it's, so his sound he did not try to be like anyone else as per usual and I was like oh he's doing exactly that Saint Catherine of Siena quote Mm. of be who God meant for you to be and you will set the world on fire and Kanye West just did that this weekend he absolutely did every I've never seen so many middle-aged homemakers sharing (laughs) rap music (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so true. It's been on every one of my girlfriend's Insta stories for the like last couple of days. So it's amazing. I love it. My I love that I can put on a good album that my kids can listen to. And then um, we pause it and we're like, oh my goodness, did you hear that? It's just been a great conversation mm-hmm. starter. Thank you, Kanye. Um, who knew we'd mention him twice in one month in our podcast? 
Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time.